Hello and welcome to the podcast. Make sure to check out our YouTube channel where you will find more content in video form. Thank you and enjoy. Does God exist? This is the big question. And how can you prove that he does or doesn't exist? So the answer is not as definitive as you might like, but the question is one that requires a combination of logical thinking with faith. This has been debated by people for centuries. Some believe in God with an unwavering faith, while others are very skeptical and seek evidence to support their beliefs. You will see from this discussion that no one person, no matter what they tell you, can give you actual physical proof of God's existence, but this is where faith, it really comes into play. So wherever you fall on the spectrum, whether a strong believer or a skeptic, it is important to do your research and you want to spend time in understanding the subject and focusing on the subject. In this episode, we will discuss 10 real signs of God's existence with biblical backing so you can decide for yourself what you want to believe. Number one, creation and design. One of the most compelling arguments for God's existence, this can be found in the concept of creation and design. The Bible, it opens with the book of Genesis, which describes the creation of the universe. We see this in Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. This verse implies that God is the ultimate creator, responsible for the existence and the order of the universe. Scripture teaches us here that God has revealed himself in two ways. Number one is general revelation. This is God being visible in creation. That is our evidence. Seeing creation gives us the evidence God created. This is from the human body to nature. And number two is special revelation. This is God's revealing of the way of salvation through Christ alone. Let's talk about this a little bit more in number two, which is the nature of God. The Bible, it offers descriptions of God's existence and attributes. In the book of Exodus, God reveals his name to Moses saying, I am who I am. We see that in Exodus 3. This statement signifies God's eternal and self-existent nature. It suggests that God, he is not contingent on anything or anyone for his existence, but is the source of all existence. So relying on no one, this should show us that God was not created or made. Rather, he just always existed. This can be tough for some to accept or process, and I can see how that may be, our human minds can only comprehend so much. So when we try to logically think through something like this, we can't do it. We can't physically do it. How can we process something not having a beginning, not having an end? If you try to do that now, try to think about it now, you won't be able to because our minds cannot process actual eternity, only the concept of something existing forever. And number three is divine guidance. Let's first define what this means. God makes himself known as Lord through divine revelation, which is given to all people through creation and human nature and to specific people through specific events. Inspired human words recorded as scripture. Think of it that way. And Christ himself. So throughout the Bible, there are many accounts of God's guidance and intervention 
in the lives of individuals and nations. We can see this in Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. This verse, it is a well-known verse. This verse highlights the idea that God provides for and guides his people. This should suggest to us his active involvement in our lives. And number four is miracles. This ties in directly with divine guidance. We see many accounts of God intervening in seemingly impossible situations to aid his believers. More specifically, those who were able to hear God directly at that time, before we were given direct access through Christ, given the Holy Spirit, the parting of the Red Sea in the book of Exodus is one of these events. In Exodus 14, it describes this event where Moses stretched out his hand over the sea and all that night, God drove the sea back with a strong east wind, turned it into dry land. Miracles like these are often cited as divine interventions in the natural world, providing proof of God's existence. God spoke directly to his prophets in the Old Testament through men like Elijah and Elijah and sent messages to Abraham, Moses, to name a few, and David directly, speaking directly to them, using nature in impossible acts like the flood of Noah's day, the 10 plagues against Pharaoh in Egypt with Moses. These things were all done in ways that no human or humans could do. So how many prophecies have been fulfilled in the Bible to this date? Okay, this is interesting. The Bible contains numerous prophecies that are believed to have been fulfilled. This helps us to further strengthen the belief in God's existence. When we look in the Old Testament, for example, we see prophecies about the birth, life, crucifixion of Christ, which are claimed to have been fulfilled in the New Testament. Something that is also very interesting that we want to pay attention to, of which 2,000 have already been fulfilled with zero errors. That is not just amazing, but the probability of this happening is not something we are able to calculate. This should be a big factor in how we view God and the existence of God. These prophecies are considered as evidence of God's plan and foreknowledge. Part number six is the Bible. Many people find evidence of God's existence in the Bible itself. These texts, they contain stories, teachings, and guidance that believers consider to be divinely inspired. For them, the very existence of these sacred texts is proof of God's presence. The Bible was written over a period of more than 1,500 years on three continents by more than 40 different authors. Some authors wrote more than one book who wrote in three different languages. The Old Testament was written primarily in Hebrew with some Aramaic. This is another mathematical dilemma, trying to calculate not just the probability of this being able to happen without God, without divine intervention, but if it would even be possible at all. What is really amazing to try to imagine is how God planned the whole process from the writers to the prophets to the messages and ensured over all of that time Every word was in the book that was intended and nothing was missed that was supposed to be in the book. So who actually created Earth? The design argument suggests that the intricate design and complexity of the universe serve as compelling evidence for the existence of God. This perspective says that the universe's order, balance, and intricacies could not have arisen by chance, but rather imply a deliberate creator. We see this in Psalm 19. 
The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. This verse, it really emphasizes how the beauty and order in the natural world point to a creator. This reinforces the idea that the universe's design itself is a testament to God's existence. The argument contends that the incredible precision and the harmony that we see in the cosmos are not random, but they are intentional. This should reinforce the belief in that divine designer. Number eight is moral and ethical frameworks. Some will argue that the existence of moral and ethical principles points to a higher power. They believe that concepts of right and wrong, compassion, justice, these are all evidence of a universal moral code. This code originates from a divine source. Number nine is historical figures. Throughout history, various religious leaders and figures have claimed to be messengers of God. Their followers, the impact and teachings of these figures are evidence of God's existence. Examples of these include Christ and Christianity, Muhammad and Islam, Buddha and Buddhism. John 1.14 says, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. So to summarize, Jesus or God became flesh, made his dwelling among us, walked on this earth. And number 10 is philosophical arguments. Philosophers have proposed arguments for the existence of God. One such argument is the cosmological argument, which suggests that the existence of the universe, it requires a first cause or a necessary being, which believers identify as God. Another argument is the teleological argument, which says that the order and purpose in the universe imply an intelligent creator. So in conclusion, the Bible, it serves as a foundational root text for many believers. This offers a big source of evidence for God's existence. The verses we spoke about represent just a few examples of how the Bible provides insights into human nature, creation, miracles, and things like the prophecies that we see as evidence of God's existence as well. Different people interpret the Bible and other religious texts in various ways. This leads to a wide range of beliefs and understandings about the existence. This is a deeply personal, it's a deeply philosophical question. People arrive at their own beliefs in different ways. Some find evidence in texts such as the Bible, others in personal experiences, or even in the natural world. While there are still skeptics due to the lack of physical proof, ultimately, the question of God's existence, it's a matter of your own faith, your own personal faith, and each person's belief is shaped by their own unique perspectives and experiences. So thank you for being here today, part of the channel. If you would like to learn more, click into the playlist. To support the channel, you can find links at the top of the page. Make sure to check out our YouTube channel where you will find more content in video form. Thank you and enjoy.